<laughs> yes. You are now listening to the sounds of Sports Reports is Order. And I tell you what, down here in San Antonio, 55 degrees. But all you coaches out there, them seats are on about 240. We're going to talk about Frank Reich. We're going to talk about, unfortunately, who's next. And that's across all sports. It's inevitable. We're going to react to the college football rankings where I ask the same question that I always ask. Why is Washington not number one or number two? But that's just me. I am here and I am not alone because I have the one and only Mr. Logical. Your jersey, we in the building. DH stand up. Shout out to Utah. Shout out to Texas where I was born. Shout out to Texas where Mike is right now. Shout out to sports. Give me a great entertainment for 2023. Shout out to everybody that keeps watching and listening and downloading. I think I probably talked to like six or seven people directly this week because I had it planned in my office. So we got some more fans. I'm with it. Sharing it. You know, like I said, like, share, subscribe, share with your grandma. Everywhere you get your podcast. Everywhere you get your podcast. Apple, your iPhone, you want it. It's already on your phone. You have to download it. All you got to do is type it in. Sports reports is ordered. Yo, you know what I always wanted to do? I be getting so mad. Like, I just want to, like, one time just be like, ah, welcome to the... (laughs) (laughs) Stephen A. Smith? No, no, the uh, the, the herd. Ah, welcome to the herd. (laughs) Yo, for him to do that show almost by himself, I think about it all the time. It's like, he has, like, you know, he has Jason McIntyre. He had a... I forgot what her name was. He had Joy Taylor. Joy Taylor. Then he, he had, had, then he had uh, the other one. Kristen. Krista. Krista okay. I forgot Leahy. Leahy. Kristen Krista, Leahy. Yeah, Kristen Leahy. Mm-hmm. But he does it pretty much by himself. But it also does put him in a position where he just says outlandish stuff and no one checks him on it. Yeah, he has to. He has to just to fill the time. And then we got to, ah. I got to, like I sent you that 23-minute video of him just being <laughs> completely wrong. Yeah, and even in a moment, he's like, "Okay, you get it." Sometimes, what he a couple of things he was saying when he was like, "We're good, LeBron." Ben <laughs> Simmons is here. <laughs> he said that out loud, like with ben his Simmons chest. Mama ain't even say that. He said it with his chest out. I mean, he said it with conviction. Like this yeah. British podcast I watched, it said he said it with chest, with chest. <laughs> you know what I mean, so yeah, it was oh, pretty funny. Man. But, yo, a lot going on in the sports world. Mr. Logical said it was so much going on, he couldn't even think of anything to get off his chest. So I got two quick ones for you. Promise they be quick. I got a positive one, and we're going to let him kill it real quick. All right, so first and foremost. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to do mine first. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. And then we'll get into our typical sports banter. Go ahead. Like I said, last week, I said I was doing announcements for the Northern Burlington Junior Greyhounds. We have four mm-hmm. teams in the playoffs. We had three teams make the championship round, which is this weekend, oh, which man. is a big deal because only about 10 organizations on our league, 10 to 12. So for four championship rounds, 
you know, four championship levels, 90, 90 pounds, or like there's seven and eight year olds, 105s, 120s, 145s. Those are the four teams. We have three. So we got the 90 pound team going to the championship, 105 pound team going to the championship. They won last year's not a group of 90 pounders. So most of them are playing again. And then the 120s, thrilling games. I called them all. It was great. So once again, I want to congratulate all the young men and uh, the young women who are cheerleading, cheering them on, obviously the parents and the organization itself. But I want to cheer on the young men, wish them luck this weekend in New Egypt, 90s, 120s, 105s. Go ahead and get us some trophies. We like having trophies. We, we get we get one or two every year. It's, it surprises people because we come out there with this team, and it's like a lot of sometimes we're undersized. Uh, we're not very not a bit not a big fast team, but we have a great like combination of like these blue collar farm kids. Mm-hmm. Then we got some speedy kids, and then the association with the military base. So we're right here. We get some kids that are from out of state. We just have like a great group. The the board, shout out to Mike Vassell, Lydia Norway, uh, Terry White, the Yellow Garaji, uh, who else? Who else? Just everybody on the board that really puts a lot of effort into making this work because it takes a lot. You know, we 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 fill our stands up every single game. I looked across the field last week, the 90-pound team, man. You know, 12 or 13 kids from the other team. It's probably like 25 people in the stands. It's like that maybe 20, 20, 25 people. Like our stands are packed. We travel. We really support the team. So it's a testament to what the league puts into the players and what the players put out. It just is a good, it's a a great league. I'm really, I'm really proud to be a part of the league. And once again, good luck this weekend, fellas. We're cheering you on. Three teams out of four teams in the championship round. Can't beat it. That's what's up. Congrats, guys. You know, um, as you get to know sports reports is order, you will learn that my wife refers to me as the Grinch. But I have it on good authority that I am not the Grinch. The Grinch has been revealed to be Ron Rivera. (laughs) Because I was enjoying my Thanksgiving. You know, my boy came in from D.C. We went up to Jerry World to see the magnificent splendor that it is. You know, we walk into the stadium. I'm expecting all these hostile cowboy fans. And everybody, I think, just felt pity. You know, like when I walked in, like when I walked in, I was trying to talk all the trash. I'm like, this is a takeover. And they were just like, y'all Redskin fans, you know, that's what they said. Y'all Redskin fans are funny, you know. And then I said, and I said, come on, man. Like, you know, so we get to the game, you know, we're sitting there, we're excited. National anthem plays, thunderstruck plays. I'm in my mood. I get up, you know, and then that was about it. You know, um, <laughs> you know, so Jack Del Rio is gone. Defensive back coach is gone. But as we all know, you have to cut the head of the snake. Yeah. The head of that snake is Ron Rivera. So as long as he is employed by this team, this is what it will look like. You know, last defense in the league, 
with the number one quarterback in the league as far as passing yards go. So everything that everybody says about Justin Herbert, just apply that to Sam Howell. You know, so Thanksgiving was ruined. And I don't think Christmas is going to be any better. But anyway, you know, the other thing that I wanted to get off my chest, Mr. Jonathan Smith, who I have defended, I have defended. I told I told y'all last week, I got into the argument with my Oregon fans at work, and I told them that I thought Jonathan Smith was either the best coach in the Pac-12 or the second best after Kyle Whittingham over in Utah. So, what, Whittingham. so what does he do? Now, this is the question that I want to ask, Mr. Logical. I know this is getting off my chest, but I'm going to ask Mr. Logical a question. Why, when these coaches decide to take another job, why do they have to ask their way out the door? I mean, can you head me in two places at once? I don't know. It's, but like, th- it's like if you know you're going to leave a relationship. Do you really put that much effort in the last dinner date? Or this you just is- go to Waffle House and get some food and call it good? Because you, you, know, know you, know, you know you're moving out in the morning. It's Friday. You know, you know you, your boy's coming over to help you pack Saturday. Like what? Like this is this is the last hurrah. The last hurrah gets minimal energy. You know what? I'm glad you answered that question that way <laughs> because what you just said would make 100 complete sense if Jonathan Smith was from, say, he graduated from Virginia and was coaching out at Oregon State. But no, he went to Oregon State. He's coaching against Oregon. Like, so you would think, at least I would think as a competitor, like I would think that I want to walk out the door with the positivity of knocking my rival out of the playoff race. True. Because when these kids sit out, we say they don't care. When they leave and get into the portal, we bang on them and say they can't handle adversity and they want to take the easy way out. You know, this is a leader of men who had their rival at their rival's place with a chance to knock them out the whole playoff race. You came out, you lost 31 to 7, 24 rushes for 53 yards. And for some reason, you let DJ Ui Angale throw it 35 times. You know, the next morning we wake up because at the time I was just like, damn, man, maybe Oregon is for real. Then I woke up the next morning, they said, oh, Jonathan Smith. New coach at Michigan State, and I said, "Well, damn, Oregon still ain't shit." And it's so was Saturday, Sunday morning. No, but Saturday, it was morning. Saturday it was morning. The day after. You know, <laughs> what do you think like, Michigan State extended the offer? Oh, I'm sure Michigan State extended that offer like Monday that that previous Monday. So you go to the AD to Oregon State, and you say, "Hey, this boy, my DMs think I'm pretty." <laughs> And they're like, cool, go with it. All right, bet. Now, I understand And then why he coaches you- the game, and he coaches the game Friday night. He's like, it is what it is. It sucks. You, sh- you would expect someone to put their whole heart in it. But if you, go to the- if you go to them and say, hey, this other school wants to take me, and they act like they don't care if you're leaving, it's kind of hard to, like, well, ramp back up. Well, in this particular situation, I don't think he would have gave them that choice. Because remember, Pac-12 is done after this season. You know, so what does Oregon State's future hold right now? So I understand fully why he left home 
you know, besides the fact that it's in Corvallis too, but he left yeah. home. His future in Michigan State is but he knows that. <laughs> hey, Michigan State made the playoffs before. Yeah, they made the playoffs when both you and I were tech sergeants. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a while ago. Hey, Texas A&M, ago. Texas A&M last won a national championship when my grandmother was three years old. You know, so <laughs> yeah, but that ninety dollar contracts they're giving out those seventy five million dollar buyouts that money transcends time. So but I yeah, guess we might probably, as well talk about some coaches it, then. <laughs> that, that probably what it was that that I can only imagine that because we had the same conversation. And it happens every year because you don't want to give up your leverage mm-hmm. if you have a new employee, especially it's, it seems when it when it comes to this uh, like this coaching thing because Nick Saban did the same thing when he was coaching Miami, the NFL, the Miami Dolphins, and he was like, "I'm not going to Alabama." Stop asking about it. He was like demonstrative with it, just like just real forceful at this press Which conference. Normally tells us that it's going down. Yeah, you know, like my boy, my boy, you know, my poor Carl Dixon back in the day used to tell me. He said this to me was in Korea. He was like, "An empty wagon makes the most noise." I was like, mm. was "Like you put some substance in it, you know, it's, mm. it's not loud. You see mm. two guys ready to fight. The dude that's screaming, I kill you, I knock your head up.' Blah, blah, blah. He's like, that dude probably not really want the fight." The guy that's quiet and calm, but still in the fight, he's with it. So all these coaches that get on these podiums and they have a lot to say and they're just and they point fingers. You guys in the media drumming up these stories. It's been a coach like Bobby Petrino didn't say anything. Whoa, hey, hey, look at you reading my yeah. mind. Yeah, did he didn't hear, say did anything to the Falcons. I heard that Arkansas was thinking about hiring him as offensive coordinator. No, they did hire him as offensive coordinator. They actually hired him. They the hired him. earlier said they were thinking about it. You know, and 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 that's why, like, I've been making the joke all day. You you remember that old video? Uh, hide your wife, hide your kids. Remember that? You know, saying hide yeah. your motorcycles. Time heals all <laughs> wounds, I guess. But like he said, Bobby Petrino. I think they asked him a couple of questions, but then he called the meeting with the players. He wasn't apologetic. He called the meeting, I think, with the team captains, maybe some few, you know, some senior, you know, players for the teams for the Falcons. I think it was like a week 13, before the week 13 game started. It was like, yo, I'm out. And he took the job. I think he took the job at Arkansas from there because he went from Louisville to Atlanta, to Atlanta to Arkansas, and then he yeah. left and went back to Arkansas. Went and then back he got to on a motorcycle with that girl, and we but saw him young, in the neck brace. Listen, everybody, you know, sometimes as you get a little older, I got the gray the beard. I can see sometimes they just, you know, your leadership, your power, your position. It's not a good idea. Yeah, they like that. It, it often it often is in tears. They like that uh, but, for some reason. But uh yeah, so what with these coaches, man, it's like these deals don't happen quickly because it's probably so many, you know, so many layers like red tape and legalities and everything else that comes along with it, as well as opportunity for your current school to reach out and say, you know, we want you to stay. So, so but if you, you play the, if you play the ego game, like, oh, well, we don't care if you leave. Like we talk about Lincoln Rally. Mm-hmm. My man had his whole family in California the next day. <laughs> Grandma was there, mom, dad, grandma, kids, wife, dog. they all the dog, everybody dressed in USC colors. They had the stage built. It takes a while to put a scaffolding in the stage. And it was all put, it was all set up in two days. They had the best project managers in the country. 
Yo. You know, <laughs> hey, did you see the uh the AM drama this weekend? Ever I, I saw the buyout with Jump um Jimbo well, Fisher, well, no, so, and I was so, trying to figure out who was gonna be next. And I thought they was gonna make a big splash, but I think they did they did like a little drop in the puddle kind of well well so higher. what happened was so so what initially well okay they wanted the home run higher, which there is no such thing as, but that's what they wanted. There is a home run higher, and I'm gonna mention it again later. I don't want to say it now. But no, we're gonna talk about this. There is no like the home run higher, you don't know it's a home run until like five years later. There, nah, like, you I mean, do it at the beginning. No, the only home run higher there has there has been in college football is when you hired Nick Saban or Urban Meyer. That's it. All the like Dabo would be considered a home run now. But he wasn't a home run when Clemson hired him, you know. But anyway, we'll get into all that. But uh, yeah. but 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 yeah. So 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 so, there started being news that was coming out. You know, I started to feel smart because I heard Dabo's name. Then they said, "Well, I think it's going to be Ryan Day," and somebody had actually like somebody in the media actually tweeted that out. Like, hey, like I'm hearing it's going to be Ryan Day. So then Saturday comes, Ryan Day loses to Michigan. So now I'm sitting by my phone and got my laptop. I'm ready. I'm ready. Never happens. And then I hear Mark Stoops is going to be the next coach at Texas A&M. And I go, Mark Stoops? Okay. I like it to some degree, but okay. Then A&M Nation acted up. Like, I know you remember when uh, Tennessee tried to hire Shiano. You know, they they went that style. They went that style. They were like, no, no way. You know, and I guess it was because they saw that he's 33 and 55 in the SEC. Or they saw that he yeah. it, it, like while he's been at Kentucky, he's only beaten two teams that finished with a winning SEC record that season. You know, so they were like, no. And then they went to Duke and got Mike Elko, who was their former defensive coordinator. And since you like records and stuff, because, you know, we were talking about fourth quarter comebacks and stuff. Yeah. We're talking about all your your depth of knowledge as far as like these college coordinators moving around. (laughs) But here's 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 the funny part. You know, when Mike Elko was Texas A&M's defensive coordinator. Their record was 34 and 14. Since he's been gone. Since you've been gone, twelve and twelve. No comment. Right, <laughs> twelve and twelve. So you know, um, yeah, I like the hire. I think it's the right way to go. You know, he brings. Hopefully, the word is, is that he recruited a lot of those players in that greatest recruiting class ever. So hopefully, the one from a few years ago, when right, they had right. the number one recruiting class, right, right. So hopefully, you know, he can keep them and tie them down. Man, but just his, pay him. Just get but his just contract. Get him money. Just show him the money, Jerry Maguire style. Like I don't know why these dudes out here fronting. You're at Texas A&M. <laughs> you just pay a seventy-five million dollar buyer. He's got a hundred sixty million six million dollar donation from the twelve, the twelve group or whatever the their moniker is. Yeah, the twelfth man. Cut the ch- yeah, cut the check. Put yourself in position to be a viable SEC West championship can't you know caliber team. And they and got they off go light. There. They got off light because they went to Duke to get their coach. So the contract six years, forty two million. Easy you know, money, easy, easy buyout. Money. Whereas Stoops was probably going to be double that. Eighty? You think he's going to get eighty million for a guy that went thirty three and fifty five? Well, Kentucky's paying him nine million a year. 
you know, and I figure, and every time he, I can't remember the exact clause in his contract, but it's something along the lines of if he wins eight or nine games, he gets an extra year added to his contract or something along those lines. So, you know, so to get That's him. A weird I, stipulation I have. Yeah. Well, actually, it's the same thing uh, with the points. And I was like, right. I don't, want, I don't need these special. Like, this isn't a video game. Give me right. a real contract and let me play. Well, they it have. Out. They, well, they, they, they put it. similar. Well, they put something similar in Elko's contract. This contract saying that if he wins the SEC or makes the playoffs, you know, um, they'll add a year on as well. Like they added that to the contract. But you know, but uh, but before we get into who's next and all that, I just want to throw a couple of more things out there. So, so Mississippi State, you know, they went out and got Jeff Levy who everyone knows is Oklahoma's offensive coordinator. He was also the offensive coordinator at UCF, not when they won the national title. He came after, so he was on Josh Heupel's staff. So he runs that Baylor offense, that, you know, crazy quick motion and everything. But the problem that he brings with him, if there is a problem, is his father-in-law, you know, is Art Bryles, who – he had on the field at Oklahoma and got a talking to this year. So, you know, like we'll see how they deal with that down in Starkville if that comes to be. But for well, you, did he, go to, he was down in Jackson State with Dion for a little bit too, right? Um, yeah. I think a couple of yeah, seasons. He might have been like a consultant or something. I yeah. think he, had a, he was a consultant or like a defensive coordinator or something. He had some I, kind I of remember, position yeah. where and down in uh, – but, good old Jackson State, yeah. Yeah, but four years, 18 million, you know, for Jeff Levy, you know, first time as a head coach coming up. Jonathan Smith, we already talked about going to Michigan State, 34 and 35, six seasons at Oregon State. But before you sniff at that, it is Oregon State. They went 18 and seven the last two years. And then my guy, you know, I had to bring it up, Dana Holgerson. <laughs> you gonna read the whole quote? I'm gonna read the quote. Yo, so, you gotta hear this quote. So before the season started, he was doing Poetic an interview justice. with the Athletic, and coming into the season, everybody else in America knew that he was on the hot seat. They asked him if he thought that he was on the hot seat, and he said, "Quote: We won twenty games in two years. We won bowl games in back-to-back years. I have five years on my contract with a fucking impossible buyout." So there ain't no fucking hot seat in my mind, end quote. And lo and behold, he's out of a job right now. <laughs> so so real quick, you know, the college openings right now. We got Houston, Middle Tennessee State. Syracuse was open, but now Fran Brown, Georgia defensive backs coach, is coming in there. Uh, Boise is open. Obviously, Mike Elko left. Duke is open. San Diego State is open, but there's rumors that either Tony White, who I mentioned for Syracuse, uh, he's the defensive coordinator in Nebraska right now, or you ready? Yo, Mike is like Rain Man when it comes to these coaches and college football. Yeah, I'm listening. I'm a fan right now. Or, or Sean Lewis, who we might remember getting demoted at Colorado. How is he going to get demoted at Colorado to get hired to be a head coach at another school? Because we know that Dion be doing stuff for attention, and Sean Lewis is a very good coach. That's why he took Kent State 
to the MAC championship game. And Kent State is probably the worst team in F or the worst school in oh, FBS. You know, not named Akron, you know, but uh, Indiana is open. You know, Oregon State is open now that, uh, you know, Jonathan Smith went to Sparty, but Indiana, word on the street is keep your eye on Brian Grubb, office coordinator at Washington. I had him for UCLA. UCLA hasn't come open, but he was in Indiana under Caleb DeBoer, you know, on, you know when he was there. Um, UTEP is open. And then finally, New Mexico. So, Mr. So you brought up You brought up Dana Hogerson and the fired coaches. Yeah. Looking at an article now from a couple days ago. Some of the candidates, one might be kind of close to home. We got uh, Jeff Taylor from UTSA. Yep, I, I like that for Houston. That's who I want Houston to hire. Either him or Willie Fritz out of Tulane. Out of two, Jesus Christ, really? The next name, <laughs> Tulane head coach Willie Fritz. Yep, those are the two. Those are the only two. If they if they don't get either one of them, just don't hire nobody. Like don't hire anybody. <laughs> just don't hire nobody. I, it's those. I got, two. I got I got two names that I think I got one of these names. I think is in the position for another position is, is a rumor. We got former TCU head coach Harry Gary Patterson. Patterson. Uh-huh. Don't hire him. And then we got former Arizona Cardinals and Texas Tech head coach Cliff Kingsbury. For Houston? For Houston. Okay. That's okay. the rumor. Okay. That's the rumor per, per this article in the Siron published on November 26, 2023 by Josh Criswell. I can but see it. That you was like, yeah, Tulane coach. This is what this is what Mike does. We didn't discuss this part before. So Mike coming out with at the top of his head before I read it out of the article was like, this is how this man's college football brain works. <laughs> well, he was supposed to take the Georgia. We, we talked about him a couple of weeks ago. He was supposed to take the Georgia Tech job this last season, but he wanted to coach the bowl game, you know, um, so Georgia Tech didn't want to wait for him because of recruiting and all that transfer portal, so on and so forth. And all and he how did was – time do you really need? And, and all he did was go out and beat Caleb Williams in the bowl game. Caleb Williams. We're going to talk about him later as well. Yeah. Uh, the – are we sticking with the coaches theme or are we just going to go – Yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah. Who's next? Like, so so you 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 had some ideas of some coaches across sports, not just for college sports. football. Right, right. Um, so – I am apparently I've anointed myself as a champion of the Cliff Kingsbury fan club. Cause I think that move, I think it just makes sense. I, I don't think he was a bad coach in Arizona. He just was given a moody ass quarterback <laughs> who thought he was better than he was. And couldn't put the PlayStation down. Like I mean, it's just it's just a matter of I I I believe that I don't know where Caleb or Kyler Murray was humbled. Mm-hmm. I know he went to Texas A and M. So if you think about this, my son said something to me at the beginning of the year when he first started because he's a freshman. He's like, he's like, I'm I'm afraid. I don't want to be one of those guys that he's like. I really like high school. It really works for me. I like it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. He said. He said in our family group, I don't want to be one of those guys that peaked in high school. Well, if you think about Caleb Murray in high school, or Kyler Murray in high school, he went like 43-0 and won three state championships in the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. Gets drafted 
into Major League Baseball. He's on the Oakland A's. Then he goes to Texas A&M, doesn't work out, transfers to Oklahoma, explodes, Heisman Trophy. Then undersized, substantially undersized. Probably, realistically, he's probably four inches shorter than every other quarterback that's had historical success. I know Drew Brees was listed at six foot. I think Michael Vick was the same way, six foot, six one. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray might realistically be, if you measured him, he might be five nine. <laughs> so knowing that and still getting drafted number one overall to a team that had just drafted a kid in the top 10 the year before, they fired the coach, they got rid of him, and he can say to himself, they brought me in. Mm-hmm with Kingsbury and I don't think that that marriage ever worked. So Kingsbury was I think he was behind the eight ball from the beginning. Unfortunately, you know, Kyler towards ACL last year led to dismissal of Kingsbury, which I thought would have probably given them another year together. But in the same sense if if I'm ownership is like, well, I'm not sure how I feel about the quarterback even though they gave him the big extension. Or how he's going to look when he comes back. How he's going to look when he comes back. I'm better off starting new because at a minimum in September, Kyler wasn't going to be your starter. So I might as well get a new coach, new quarterback in there, or a new plan or new face or new voice, even though the GM was like getting in trouble for like other random stuff. So I think Kingsbury, I think he has a shot. I think so here's a question if I'm for Carolina. You. If I'm Carolina, I think I'd give him a call. Here's a question for you. He coached 75 games at Texas Tech. He's probably 30 and 45. There you go. Some of those games were really 30 or, or, or 35 and 40. 35 and 40. 35 and 40. So that same thing. Some of those games were Patrick Mahomes. Mm. But we've seen sometimes like it all has to be in place because Patrick Mahomes is a great talent. But all right, well, if you don't focus on the defensive side of the ball, or like in Kansas City's case currently, you don't go get a real number one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. You know, it could suck. You could have all the talent in the world. The one throw he made last week to Kelsey over, uh, <coughs> excuse me, he threw a pass. They dropped the defensive end of coverage. Patrick Mahomes threw a pass over this guy's inside shoulder that landed right in Kelsey's hands. Mm-hmm. That's just top flight talent. And a coach has nothing to do with that. Kingsbury probably should have done better. All right. Well, 66 games in the NFL. What's his record? They had a playoff run. Probably pretty close to average 30 and 36 or something like that. 27, 38 and one. But you got, but you have the caveat of you had Kyler Murray. It's undersized, under not he wasn't, you know, markedly overwhelming with mm-hmm. his play. So it wasn't as if you had a guy that anybody could have made it work with. And I'm not mm-hmm. knocking Kyler Murray, but right, right, there are limitations. Yeah. yeah, I'm five foot eight and a half, five nine on a good day if I'm stretched out. I'm not going to be a good power forward in any basketball league of any age range my entire life. It's just no matter how hard I work, how much you like me, no matter how much I wild you in an interview, having me at this physical limitation in a game where physicality matters, 
you can't ignore it because you really like my heart and my hustle. It's like, okay, cool. We really appreciate that. But also, it you always got to roll out. Yeah. You're always scrambling. You're always running for your life. Every sack could be your last. Shoulder injuries. You only weigh about 200, 205 pounds. Yeah, we Chris learned that Jones shit. weighs like 330. Yeah, we learned that shit with Jeremy Lin. He's a flash in the pan. Jeff T said he was nice, though. I mean, he was nice, but I mean, he just... He said Kobe know. didn't like him. <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, so, you know, so getting back to it, you know, uh, so what coach do you have on your radar that may not be where he is sometime soon? Ooh. Because I got two. All right. Let's see. Eberflus in Chicago might be good. Okay. Because... There could be an argument made for Justin Fields not being that guy. Okay. So if I'm the whoever the decision maker is, I think this guy's like, like Ryan Pohl, just something like that, mm-hmm. the GM. Mm-hmm. If he has a situation where he's at the head of the table and you have pro Eberfoos guys on one side and guys who are pro Justin Fields on the other side, and they both make their case. And he has like two people, you know, to kind of like listen. Mm-hmm. I think the people who are pro Eberflus could give a more compelling argument because we haven't seen the quarterbacking improvement from Justin Fields. Well, I think well, I think the argument is do you want to pay this dude? <laughs> I think that's the argument. <laughs> well, that's the thing. We we're <laughs> we're so accustomed to these guys starting off early and doing well. Trevor Lawrence, uh to what Burrow, Justin Herbert, Allen, exceeded. No, no, Patch, no, Allen started off. He start by the time he got his by the time he had his contract. By the time he got his money, yeah, 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 yeah. But but he, he started was, off, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So by the time these guys all hit their contract eligible extension years, Lamar already had an MVP, but he had some injuries where he didn't play. Hurts could have had one. Yeah, Kurtz, but then Hurts ended up getting one as a second right. round guy. He already got his extension. Mm-hmm. So, but you could do Baker Mayfield got a, they picked up a fifth year option. I think he got him 30 million and he ended up getting moved around. So mm-hmm. you say, I'll give you 30 as a trial because that's just what the rate of the position goes for. If they could give him 13 as a max, I bet you they would go with that. But because the way the collective bargain and everything works out, you got to give them the fifth-year option. So I think you're in a position with Justin Fields with that. But because they have Carolina's pick and their own pick, it could be a situation where they start, they sit Justin Fields starting week 13, 14. Yeah, they're on the bye this week, yeah. Yeah, so you sit them and you see what you have in Tyson. And you lose those games. Now you go. I think right now they have one and five because it's two. I don't know what the order, but New England, Arizona. Who else is doing terrible this year with two or three wins? Giants. No, the Giants got a couple of sneaky wins. Well, I know they beat Washington twice and they beat. Uh, New England the other day. I'm trying to yeah. find another win, but I don't know if it's there. I think they snuck somebody in there. Okay. But even with that, they're not going to take a quarterback because they just paid right. their guy 160. Right. right. 
So even from two, three, four, say it is, you know, those three teams, and then Chicago's at five. Well, shit, I would think Arizona's still in the conversation. Arizona's might be in the conversation, but I think their pick might go to Miami. Okay. I'm not sure. But Arizona might be that team at four, come to think of it. So it might be Arizona at four, Chicago at five, Chicago at one and five. They lose a couple more games. Chicago or and Arizona plays Kyler Murray and he wins a couple more. They move up to they move up to one and three or one and two. Now you can go get Caleb Williams. That would be nuts. <laughs> Marvin Harrison Jr. That should be the goal. Like, I'm not trying to like have these guys out there hurting themselves and playing hard, but I don't know yeah, if you have like you're advocating tank. trust the process but what i'm advocating is uh a more predictive productive future i Mm -hmm. i like justin fields i think in a different i think he would have been one of those quarterbacks that should have got the aaron Rodgers treatment he should have got the drafted to an established team sat behind a guy for a year or two Learn what it, you know, get that Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers treatment. Some guys are Matt Ryan. Some guys are Joe Flacco. Zach Wilson's a guy that should have sat behind a guy for a couple of years. Mac Jones probably could have sat behind a guy for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Justin Herbert, you could play him. Trevor Lawrence, you could play him. Bryce Young is probably looking like a guy that should have sat. Where's CJ Stroud? Look like a guy you could put out there. And I'm not even talking about like the win-loss record. I'm just talking about how it looks. Pre-snap, during the play, when the decision is made, and not, I'm not even talking fully, but the results of the decision because I don't think all these guys are going to come out here and throw for 330 yards every week. But is that route the route you should have thrown a pass in in that situation? Right. right. You know, sometimes Justin Fields looks like a guy who scrambles out of a situation where it was there. Mac Jones, that's what Bill O'Brien was getting on him. At the, the game against Indianapolis when he was yelling, I'm on the sidelines because, like, listen, they called a route and on the snap, on his third drop, third or fourth drop, they paused. I think it was like Dan Olowski on, on uh, ESPN. They paused it. Uh, Butte would have been open, like, he was running like a, like a fade, like a fade route on his right side. Gasecki was running up the seam. He was open. The running back was in for protection. And then I think they went two tight ends. So the other tight end was open on the left side, and the other wide receiver was open. Like, when they paused it, he had protection and four open guys. They hit play. He doesn't pull the trigger. And then he sacked. And I know if you play it in slow motion, it looks like, oh, you know, you played in slow motion. But that was should have been a split section, split second reaction, like, okay, this guy's open. So same thing with Zach Wilson. There's been plays where Desmond Ritter is another quarterback. They took him out. He the game, the game he got benched for Tyler Heineke, he went to halftime. I think he was eight for twelve for 95 yards. Mm-hmm. That's 75%. But it's for 95 yards. And it's 95 yards because the route that was that initial 
deep route or the deep out or the deep in route was open, you didn't throw it. You checked it down. So now you got a completion, but it's third and 11. We got seven yards. We got a punt. We mm-hmm. come back out. A couple of runs, a couple of runs. Now it's third and eight. You do it again. Now we got a punt. Yeah, you got a completion, and it looks good for your completion percentage, but the route to get the first down was throwing it to Kyle Pitts here or throwing it to Drake London here, and you didn't do it. And that's why they benched him for Heineke. And then Heineke was throwing the ball over the field. But obviously, he's going to make mistakes because backup quarterbacks fumble or throw interceptions a lot of Josh Dobbs. So, uh, yeah. Well, you know, the first name that came to my mind. <clears throat> oh, and by the way, for all you fans out there, the Milwaukee Bucks are on their way to joining the eight-team Vegas tournament. You know, they're about to beat the heat here. So we will have the Lakers, the Pacers, and the Bucks as a part of our play-in tournament continuing, group winners and everything. And also, why you brought it up, since he brought up Joe Flacco, shout out to the Delaware Blue Hens, moving up to Conference USA in two years. You know, another FBS team, you know. But anyway, um, how long does it take to get a U-Haul from, say, Nashville, to Boston. About 18 hours, probably. Because I think that over the next couple of weeks, Mike Vrabel Ray will have Bro. a chance to pack his bags and head on up the highway to New England. Are they going to fire Belichick? I haven't made it there yet. I don't know if they're going to fire him or if he's going to step down or, or if he's going to take another job or what. Is he but untouchable? But I don't think he's going to be there next year. By, by hook or crook, I don't think he's going to be there next year. I just haven't figured out what the reason will be yet. Logistically and logically, there's no reason for him to be there. Like, mm-hmm. none. Like, there hasn't been enough success post-Tom Brady with draft picks, free agent signings. Right. The You know, the regular season outcomes that says you – because he calls his shots. Sometimes you, you in situations where the GM just gives you players, you got to make it work. Mm-hmm. He is the GM. So he can't say somebody else put me in this position with these players. Doc Rivers. And he, yeah, he doesn't have I don't I don't I know he has a cachet to argue that he should get another shot, but his recent what we look what's the math? 17 54 games. Well, does not support post COVID from COVID until today. He doesn't have the uh, he doesn't have on top, of, like, not even a player performance. It's like pers- like coaches' decisions. Bringing Joe Judge back after he got fired, bringing Patricia back after he got fired. He has like two sons on the staff that are coordinators for like high, high end positions. He had a defensive coordinator calling offensive plays last year. Then he brought Bill O'Brien back. Bill O'Brien is not a successful coach. Well, I think that. And it's worked and it looked worse than the defensive coordinator. So like, even with that, (laughs) even bringing Bill O'Brien back when he shouldn't have really probably shouldn't have gotten a chance. And people say, Oh, he was a great coordinator with Tom Brady. And then he looks worse than Matt Patricia did as offensive coordinator. Bill Belichick walked in that room and was like, yo, I got Zeke. That was his claim to fame. He was like, I got Zeke. 
you know, but uh, like I said, I don't know if he's going to get, I don't think they'll fire him. I feel like it'll be some kind of mutual situation. There were rumors that he would be making his way over to Landover. I don't know if I believe that. But I heard the same yeah. thing, that same rumor about him going to the Chargers. So I don't believe either one of those either. Yeah, I, I don't think believe that's something that, that the equipment boy said to one of the beat <laughs> writers, and the beat writer can quote him as a source. Right. But uh, none of that makes any sense. But Vrabel, I, I just think time's up, you know. Um, and it's not necessarily his fault. You know, I just think that you get to a point where it's just time to move on. So, like, for example, back when we were living in Utah. You know, Correct. everybody, everybody used to always try to argue with me because I said that the Jazz should trade Darren. He know his name is really Deron Williams, <laughs> you know, and Car- that's you a know, real argument. He said, you, you know, because because like after seven years. You know whether you can win a championship with somebody or not. Like like regardless if you have or haven't, you see something there that says if we keep this group together we're going to win a championship or we're going to this be a makes contender. sense yeah you know what i mean and that's where i'm looking at it with tennessee once they gave Tannehill all that money it was over there was no dream scenario that was going to take them to the super bowl now they were fortunate enough to get to the afc championship game you know and blew a big lead to mahomes they had a good run they, they were they, they had a good run a year after that that's what I'm saying, but it's over now. Like they're just he comes threw that back. pick in Cincinnati. That was he threw the pick against Cincinnati, but they were the number one seed that year. This, right, the year that Cincinnati went to the Super Bowl. Right, they they had but they Cincinnati that year nine times. <laughs> but uh, Tannehill threw the the game sealing interception. Right, but that playoff run, Cincinnati had two or three of those, mm. like game sealing turnovers that. You know, brought Burrow back on the field for victory. Need you know for right. victory formation. Well, well, and, and and but I just think that you reach a point where it's just time. Like nobody's and mad at anybody. GM. Yeah, GM yeah, that came too. From San Francisco. It, it, yep, yep. Not his guy. You know, so you have that going on. You know, Tannehill's probably going to be out of there because now Levis is the future. You, you got know. you got enough. You got a Will Levis is a piece you can dangle as a. Come coach here in Tennessee because we got something going. Right, and they're in the AFC South where it's beat. They're win. It's a winnable division. Well, well, that's the other problem. That's what I was going to get to. That's the other problem. You got the Colts out here at six and five. You know, without Anthony Richardson playing. You know, you got C.J. Stroud out here looking like a top three quarterback in the league. You know, uh, you got Trevor Lawrence over in Jacksonville. They got over the hump, made the playoffs last year. They got a Super Bowl winning coach on their sideline. You know, uh, they're leading the league in turnover margin this year. They so could be like the new NFC West where like three or four teams are just you could potentially pencil them in for 10 wins. That three right. of those three teams. Same thing with right. NFC East. But and you now just, you got to make the, the right bottom. call. And now you you're at the, the right bottom, call, so though. you gotta go. Now you're at the bottom, so you gotta go. So you hire if you so you send you send Rabel up to Gillette Stadium. Shout out to Boston. Boston's a great city. If anybody want to go to Massachusetts, Boston, Massachusetts, great city. I haven't been great there, city. but 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 I but all I keep hearing about is people crapping on where the airport is in relation to the rest of the city. Oh, the airport is way out in the island <laughs> somewhere. Like 
Yeah, don't 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 do the airport. Like, don't fly into Logan, y'all. <laughs> if you if you fly into Logan, just make sure you got some Uber money. Fly to Logan, Utah instead. But uh... yeah, you look out the window, it's just water. Because I, I flew flew on a connecting <laughs> flight, and I looked out the window, I'm like, are we in the middle of the water? Water, like we out here? Yeah, 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 yeah. Boston in itself is dope. I think Ray will fit right in. I think he'll bring that Belichickian kind of demeanor. But I I just don't know. I don't know if I want to be the guy like we said it about Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck was fortunate that he didn't follow Peyton Manning. Right, right. It was Peyton Manning, then Sorgi, Curtis Painter, then Andrew Luck. <laughs> so you you want to be the guy that follows the legend and then you maybe you follow that guy. I don't know if Rabel wants to go up because even though well, he's the not good part news. of Belichick's coaching tree, He's part of the championship pedigree. Well, the good news, though, there's good news Their here. The division's winnable, though. There's good news here. Like, so, like, say, hypothetically, Nick Saban retires after this season. You know, you don't want to follow Nick Saban because he's probably going to the playoffs or, at the very least, he went to the SEC championship game. You know, yeah. like, yes. Free standard. You know, right. You can't match Belichick's success, right? But. Look at what New England is right now. You're not taking over for the legend going out in a legendary way, you know? So that might make a difference. Yeah, but he was part of the legendary's teams led by the legend. So the expectation is you are going to bring us back to our heyday when we won three Super Bowls in four years kind of a thing. Draymond's back, y'all. Yeah, he should be suspended for like 20 games, whatever. First game Um, back. And you know what's so funny? Golden State last year, you remember they had the worst league in the record, uh, the worst road record in the league last year. And this year they can't win at home. Like, I don't, I just don't even understand. But um, so second coach that I had, my second coach, I had two coaches. So my second coach, now I'm going to leave the NFL. And unfortunately, this is a coach that has won two championships. But that was like 16, 17 years ago. He's coached great players such as Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant. And now he's a shell of himself in Chicago. The one and only Billy Donovan. It is time for the Bulls to cut bait. Let me tell you some reasons why. You know, so first of all, his overall record as the Bulls coach, 122 and 132. He has DeMar DeRozan. He has Zach Levine. And they're 5 and 13 this year, 23rd in offense. Even if you take them out of the equation and say, okay, okay, whatever, like, fine. They're 28th in rebounding. So if you're going to be bad, the least you can do is get some rebounds. <laughs> Fucking hustle. You know, and, and they got Andre Drummond on their roster, first of all. You know, um, lastly, according to my guys over at 538.com, the Bulls, as of this moment, have a 2.4 chance, 2.4% chance to make the playoffs. I thought it was going to be 2.4% to win the championship. 
No. So but just to be one of the 20 teams or one of the 16 teams or one of the eight teams or one of the 10 teams. I'm guessing they're counting the play in as well. The play in. So they got that's a 2.4% chance thinking. to be. Well, they're five and 13. 10 right out of 16. Hey, remember what I told you? The Pistons are two and 15. They're two and a half games better than the Pistons. It's time to go, Billy Donovan. I'm sorry. It's time. I don't to go. know. I don't. I. I don't. I just don't I, feel. He's I watch a, a lot of football, and I have a lot of football conversations. And basketball, I'm I'm trying to figure it out because scheme wise, I understand football because if you if you watch a a football game or you play you play a football game digitally, you can kind of see like what it means. You can see what cover three means. You can see what cover two man zero blitzes mm-hmm. cover two man you know it's just madden and people hate madden as a concept i can understand how that works i don't understand how you have a team with zach levine who seems to be capable of getting his own shot from 23 feet to the hoop i think he can pull up from three i think he dribbles the ball well enough to get a mid-range shot and I think he has the size and athleticism to get to the rim. The mm-hmm. Rosen doesn't shoot a lot of threes, but he's the king of the mid range. Recently, mid range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like the Kawhi Leonard 2.0. They got Vucci, man. And then you got Vucci, who's a a stretch four, stretch five, whatever you want to call him. Mm-hmm. You got yeah. uh, you got Caruso to play some defense. You got Caruso's your hustle guy. You got Kobe White off the bench. You know, your, Michael Lee, your point guard. Guy. You're just energy. He seems like from his draft, his post his press conference during the draft, when he was super excited for Cam, who got drafted to Phoenix. I'm so you can tell he's a big, real energy guy. You could tell like his vibe is, you know, contagious, like a good positive vibe. It just doesn't make any sense to me that Chicago is out here struggling. And it has to be the voice. Do you bring Thibodeau back? I, like, I don't know what you, I don't know what no. you do. Like it has I to. Be, like obviously that, that was, that was you know. I have no idea why the King's Court is in the Warriors' colors. But anyway, um, it's in Sacramento. Yeah, uh, and it's but, in Warriors royal blue and gold. Yeah, well, it's not gold quite. It's kind of like was it royal brown. blue at all? Yeah, because because it's uh, black. Purple and I black's mean, a dope color combination. Well, granted, the the Kings are wearing like blue uniforms, but still, like you know, they're wearing is that their like old a throwback. Schools. I guess so. But what anyway, year were they that color? Uh, that was like the eighties, back when they had Kenny Smith and stuff. The Kings. Mm-hmm. They had the dark blue, and then they had the powder blue or whatever. Like the I wouldn't want to wear anything close to the, my opponent, even if it was my throwback jersey. Yeah, you but, can do uh, throwback that against the Bulls. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think that Billy Donovan is an NBA coach. You know, I think that he excelled obviously in college. He won back-to-back national titles at Florida. You know, he came to the NBA and got gifted a roster with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. It don't take much to win forty-eight to fifty games with those two. You yeah, know, at all because those you know, guys aren't champions and those and, guys you know, aren't he, leaders. And then he had the three-one. He had the three-one failure against the Warriors. 
you know, so um, and, and of course you can't hold that against him because that's a team that won seventy three games. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm down three one. I don't care. I mean, yeah, yeah. You get him down three one. You get him down three one. You gotta be able to squeeze out one of those games. Draymond would have put him in a chokehold. Draymond was a front. I'd fight yeah. Draymond Green. But but anyway, so so and yeah, I'd win. So those were my two coaches. But while we're here, we might as well talk about my guy. Mr. Frank Reich. You ain't know he was my guy, did you? That I mean, apparently this is new information to me, but you know, he's, old he's dog a terp. Tricks. He's a terp. Well, he is apparently the perpetrator, and he's going to take the fall for this terrible season that the Carolina Panthers have had. Yes, I don't. I don't understand it. I don't understand it either. I don't understand it because when you drafted Bryce, when you I don't understand a lot of the moves, but we talked about this and I was texting you earlier. Maybe I'm, I don't know if I'm the only one saying this. Hopefully I am because that'd be kind of dope. <laughs> These new owners are not traditional NFL people. They're not NFL families. They're not the Rooney's, the Mars, the Johnson's. They're not Jerry Jones, the Crafts. Crafts, Robert Crafts probably owned the Patriots for 20 plus years. Jerry Jones is going on close to 30. Uh you have the Rooney's, the Maras, oh the Browns, God. the Bensons. Arthur Smith has owned the Falcons since early 2000. I think he gave, I think he drafted Mike Vick. Uh the Cardinals, they're owned by the Bidwells. I mean, some of these names that you think about. Houston, I think they've had the same owner since they came back from expansion. Same thing with the uh, Jim Ursay, the Colts. So a lot of these teams, I think the Browns, I think the Browns, I think the Browns had the same ownership since since they came back because the original Brown ownership went to Baltimore. Baltimore with the Ravens. Snyder just sold his team. So even that it wasn't great, it still was, you know, 20, you know, it was a couple of decades to where this $800 million investment went to a few billion. Whereas now, if you were to buy the Falcons, today from Arthur Blank. Four billion, realistically. <clears throat> you buy for four billion or your money management group. And then two years from now, the Seahawks sell for six billion. Now in the two years you've owned this the Falcons franchise, another team goes for six. So now somebody else sells. They sell the, give me another team that's like flighty, the Tennessee Titans. They go for six and a half. So now you've owned the Falcons for three or four years, maybe five years, maybe call it six. Now you pay for a billion. Now this team's going for six, six and a half billion around you. You're willing to flip it. David Tepper is one of those guys. He bought the team from a guy who owned it for a couple of decades. That guy built some love into the team. 
he had responsibilities. He, you know, he talked to Cam Newton about not getting yeah, some of that love is like why that. he ain't there no more. I mean, some of it was a little too touchy feel. It happens. Listen, we all cross the line. I mean, we all got to get brought back to center. Like, listen, you messed up, whatever the case may be. What up, P. Diddy? <laughs> now, I mean, what up, Robert? Uh, so, I mean, hell, Robert Kraft had a little situation in the, I don't know why there's a camera and a massage parlor, but, you know, it's neither here nor there. I don't know. I think but, I saw some of those videos last week. Yeah. But what happens is, like, it, what happens is that, this guy buys a team and he wants his investment to be successful. And it's like, well, in order for that to happen, you got to get the hell out of the way. You don't know enough about football at that level to where you can dictate it. Cause I've read a rumor. I'm mean, granted it's all going to be rumors, conjectures. And, mm -hmm. you know, it was like I said, it's her story, his story and it's the truth in the middle. Yeah. That. They made Frank Wright draft Bryce Young. That's what I read. And you told me in our pre-meeting that yeah, everybody, that everybody else everybody wanted Bryce right. Young and then he wanted C.J. Stroud. Mm -hmm. Well, I read something earlier that said that you hire Frank Wright and you made him take Bryce Young because before the draft, I remember I think I was watching maybe NFL Network and one of the – the pundits on that show said that Frank Wright is known to like big quarterbacks. Big quarterbacks. Carson that's, Wentz. That's why he gave Carson Wentz a chance because he likes Rivers. big quarterbacks. Philip Rivers. I like big quarterbacks. Uh -huh. Guys can seal the line. Guys that can hold on to the ball so we can get this deep route. You can't do that with a guy that's 5'9", 205, 5'10", mm -hmm. 215, whatever the but number the least is. You could do, gave him. But the least you could do is get him a tight end. Well, the who made the deal to trade away the assets that they traded away to get the one? Chicago was right. Chicago, who who had the number one? Chicago had the number one. Mm -hmm. They had Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. They weren't going to take Bryce Young. But, right. And then Houston was at number two. And that's why <laughs> they had to go to one, because the Texans was going to grab whichever one was there. See, that's the thing. Houston was two. They stayed at two. Yeah. You had to go to one. But if you had to go to one, you think Houston would have taken Bryce Young at two? Like they they might have taken Richardson. No just going Richardson just, was late. It was a late buzz on him. Well, just going off of I'm just going off of the profile of CJ Stroud, like his height and all that kind of stuff. So you maybe think, they, they think they're taking Richards. Do you think that Carolina would have taken Richardson ahead of Stroud? If that was well, that that was all the reports that were coming out. You know, obviously you don't know what to believe because it's draft time. Yeah, people put people putting out all the noise, but that was what was being reported was that Richardson, because even before they drafted Bryce Young, like leading up to draft day. I think a lot of people still they had Will that, Levis going number one. You know I saying? read articles that had Will Levis going on. That's why that's he was I'm, in the building. That's what I'm saying. They just tossed. That's it why all his girlfriend them. got super even more famous on Instagram because yeah, I think they back together. It was, now his, too. it was it was his his two sisters and his mom. People yeah. thought that was he was he was dating, and then yeah. they came back and he was like, but that's because all those rumors and everything else made it right. seem like it was a bigger deal. If I'm Chicago, I think Chicago made a great deal. Oh snap, Chris Paul done shaved. Yeah, you about to 
He shaved so he can put the Vaseline on, so he can put the fair one on Scott Foster next time you see him. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, but Frank, I think he was a casualty. Sometimes I feel like these firings have nothing to do with the record. I think it might be, it has to be a conversation where it's like, yo, I didn't want this dude. You made me take him. Right. Just got a, got a little bit out of pocket, too disrespectful. They got out of, it got out of hand. Like, I think Ken Dorsey. <laughs> I still think Ken Dorsey's like went to the meeting like, yo, your defense the one that couldn't hold. You're supposed to be the defensive specialist. You oh, and hey, by the way, hey, by the way, looking at these next couple of weeks, you know, don't be surprised if uh, Sean McDermott, you know, you brought it up a couple weeks ago. You know, maybe Sean McDermott get relieved a little oh, bit. Oh, he's fired. Yeah, he's fired. He's yeah, fired. Yeah. He's, but fired. I mean, he's hey. fired because like he, his team's like he's had the, the glorious – and it's weird. It's like you've had these, you've had like quality players. You've had good free agents come through. They they've got great contracts. Because Von Miller's contract is rather favorable, considering what like Miles Garrett, Chase Young, Bosa, and all those other guys are like those kind of contracts. You got Von Miller a little later in his career, mm-hmm. but still viable. Mm-hmm. So you got a good contract there. Poyer, uh, Johnson, you had what's the, what's the other corner they had on the Hyde. other side? Micah Hyde. Mm-hmm. Did you say Milano? Milano, the other quarterback, twenty-seven. Davius White. Yeah, yeah, Trey White. Yeah, keeps yeah he keeps getting hurt, but <clears throat> when you had all those guys there, you had the pieces be successful. And you didn't make it happen. So mm-hmm. I can see him being gone. Just because it's like, what what else am I gonna give you? Why why am I gonna give you another gear to do what? Well, like, like we're look, losing, we're gonna lose players because now they gotta start paying Josh Allen. Right. You no, know, right. Because his contract extension, so he's gonna be cutting into their salary cap pretty extensively. Yeah, so um, you know, so who you blaming? Uh you blaming him or Gabe? Uh, I was watching. It is what it is. The Cam. <laughs> they had OJ Simpson on there because he loves talks about the Bills. But I give you two plays. Bailey Zappi did the fake spike mm-hmm. against the Colts, and he threw in the middle of the field. That's dumb. Yeah, because do you that. do the fake spike, you throw it to the outside. Because it's like your guy gets it or it goes out of bounds. Right. Because the corner is just scrambling. Right. He has no idea what's going on. And a zero blitz. If I'm a wide receiver, I'm already in the slot. I'm already, I'm already in the slot. And a zero blitz. Like you see it coming. Your quarterback has to sell you use some word, alert, 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 or hot, 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 or whatever. Omaha. Whatever, whatever <laughs> vernacular they use that says. That lets everybody know between the offensive line, the mm-hmm. back that's in protection, the slide, whatever, whatever word he used said, this is a zero blitz. I see it. I know they're coming. So as a corner, as a wide receiver, Cameron said this. He's like, yo, you got to be looking back. You know it's hot. He's like, he ran a regular route. Mm-hmm. Like, like the quarterback had time. And it was like, there's no one in the middle of the field. If I'm one on one with a safety or a corner, and everybody else is, and he has no help over top, 
go to the middle of the field is way easier to throw you a pass in the middle of the field. But he did, like I said, he did the same thing. And I meant to look it up earlier, but I just, I was like, you know, scrambling around, get to the barbershop. But I think he did the same thing, I must say, two, maybe three weeks ago, where it was a miscommunication to where he went outside and Josh threw it inside. And it was wide open inside. I'm trying to think of the game because I remember I texted you and you were like, really? You did it again? I'm like, he, he, he did it. He did it before. But it was the same thing where we think about maybe the Russell Wilson play against uh, Green Bay and NC Championship game and they sent everyone and then Curse ran the low post route. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. It's easier for me as a quarterback just to lob it up in the middle of the field. And you just beat the corner. I ain't got time to turn my body towards a direction. Yeah. It's just all arm. It's just like, I see it coming. You in the middle. I got no one's over here. Like this end zone, the 52 and a half yard wide end, you know, end zone. Like obviously the whole field is 15 yards wide. I can just lob it over here. You just run under it. I can throw it as high as I want because if you beat this, if you're in front of the corner or the safety and you outrun him to the spot, it's a touchdown. No see, one could defend it. But see, that's the problem for Buffalo. Like, like, because I had told you last week that I thought Buffalo was going to be competitive in that game and fight. And, you know, 500 yards of offense and all that stuff. But this is the problem with Buffalo. Remember, we talked about this coming into the season. Should Buffalo feel that they're one of those teams? Like, are in, the, in that conversation with Kansas City, San Francisco, so on and so forth, to where if they don't go to the Super Bowl, even though, even though they were never the favorite, neither one of us picked them to it, go. Or it's, a, it's a tough task, yeah. Yeah, but but the point is, is that, like, there is no reason that y'all shouldn't be able. Like, if Joe Burrow can get there in year two, there's no reason that y'all couldn't have got there sometime in the last three years. You know, or, or like, you know. Considering, what? considering the position that, that – think about this. They gave up two long pass plays to Kansas City and a field goal with 13 seconds left. I was talking to my dad. He was like, they should have squibbed it. I'm like, I agree. You squib it at a minimum, you burn in two seconds. Because whoever picks the ball up has to make the decision, am I going to drop right here and stop the clock, or am I going to take a couple steps and then drop? So that 13 seconds off the squib kick gets to 11. Maybe. Maybe, maybe a guy maybe makes the wrong decision, and he tries to get two extra yards, and it gets to nine. And now you got Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, it's two timeouts, but he's nine seconds from the 35-yard line. So he has to get a realistic like you got to give up a 30-yard route. You gotta you really you gotta give up a 25-yard route to get in with nine seconds left. You gotta mm-hmm. give up 25 yards. So, so like I say, if you squib it, the tight end gets it, he runs, 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 lays down. It's nine seconds left. They got the ball in 35. You got to get to the 40 to 57 yard field goal. That's still a 20 yard pass play, and everyone knows you got to get to here. But instead, they let them get two pass plays off and a field goal in 13 seconds. You know, say you could have played. Just play your regular defense. Just you you can just you just play your regular base defense that you've been playing. 
You haven't given up anything in this regular base defense. All granted, it was like back and forth. Just play your regular base defense. Maybe you play a little softer mm-hmm. over the top, but you play your regular that way. At least it doesn't look easy to throw the pass because those passes, if we look at these replays, if I, if I were to put it on TV now, literally Travis Kelsey said to, because I think who got the first one? It was Tyreek, wasn't it? Tyreek got the first one, right? So Tyreek mm-hmm. got the first little quick pass. He did this little wiggle snake thing, laid down, timeout. And then Travis Kelsey said, if they do that same thing again, you know, uh, 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 they had a, they had the little you know a little mm-hmm. banter back and forth, and Buffalo did the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. But if they go in the regular base defense, their base nickel defense, and just play the pass underneath, they're not going to try to beat you over the top. They don't have time. They don't have time to try to beat you over the top with less than ten seconds left. Right, because that's a three step, three to five step drop. The ball's in the air. One, two, three, catch down timeout what like unlikely even if you get beat even if you get beat for a bomb the likelihood you get beat for a bomb and the guy runs right out of bounds with a second left unlikely but if you stand and let him just run right up the seam and mm-hmm. slide down and that's what they did they gave him 50 yards in two plays <laughs> i know yeah i've been waiting for oregon to slide you probably should have got fired then you probably should have got fired then <laughs> I Realistically, <laughs> I think that would have been I think that would have been better because now the next coach doesn't have that in his head. Mm-hmm. The next coach just makes decisions based off of what I think my team can do. Whereas McDermott, there's no reason to fire Ken Dorsey. Josh, right, I'm going to throw the fucking ball. I'm on uh play and watch, you know, Houston 90, Dallas 88 with about 945 left. Houston wins. They're in. How many know. points Luca have? Let me see, because his over-under was 29 and a half for the betting line. No, but yeah, like I was saying, though, I've been waiting for Oregon to slide down because I'm going up and down the schedule, and I'm still trying to figure it out. You know, they lost to Washington, you know, and this is why I asked the question in the intro of why is Washington not number one or number two? Number two. Do I think Washington is better than Georgia? Probably not, you know, but. Hey, look, I, it's over. <laughs> but I, but I am more of the resume deserving than best because when you say best, you're bringing subjectivity into it. Now the problem is, is even when you say most deserve a resume, it's still subjective because it depends on what the it's in the eye of the beholder. You know, so as I look at this, Oregon played Washington. Washington won by three because Oregon turned into Staley and tried to go for all the fourth downs, you know, uh, but they still went for all those fourth downs, not Washington's fault. Washington got the game winning touchdown. Oregon had a chance to kick the field goal, put it into overtime and they missed. Okay. We got that right now. When I look at the rest of Oregon's schedule, I don't know if we want to give them credit for beating USC because, oh, by the way, Washington had beat them the week before, you know, and oh, by the way, Utah had beat them the week before. And oh, by the way, Notre Dame had beat them the week before that. Listen, man, Utah's a tough team, man. Shout out to the Utes. Watch that front. What's good? But, but, But Washington, on the other hand, you can't, to me, you can't rank Oregon as the top one loss team while 
not giving Washington the benefit of you beat the best one loss team. You know, just like uh, I was talking to Black Adam earlier, right? Because, you know, everything shout out to Black Adam. Yeah, shout out. Everything LSU, right? You know what I mean? So first thing, everybody else is sitting here talking about, yo, is Michigan going to overtake Georgia? What's going to happen with Ohio State? First thing he says, why Oklahoma in front of LSU? And I said, because Oklahoma beat Texas. They have a win that LSU does not have. You, you know, and they have one less loss, by the way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why Oklahoma is in front of, but it's the same question, right? You put Oklahoma as, as you know, in front of, you know, these teams. I, LSU. I, want, to say I want to say they're 12 or 13. You got Oklahoma 12, LSU 13, okay. Louisville so, 14, Arizona 15. Hold on, so that's going to fit into your argument, right? So, so Hold on. So let's back up for a second. Let's back up for a second. So um, Penn State was 10. 10. With two losses. Correct. I'm guessing, is Missouri 11? So we got – you want to go two-loss teams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. So right now I got Missouri at 9. Okay, they're two. at 9. Okay. Penn State 10 and 2 at 10. Ole Miss, Oklahoma. Okay, boom. There we LSU go. LSU at 9 and 3 is 13. 10 and 2, Louisville as 14. Right. And Louisville deserves to be there because they lost to two very bad teams. So screw them. I'll see you on Saturday. But, uh, you know, but but like the thing, so with Missouri, you know, going down the resume, who has Missouri beat? You know, like, okay, you know, number 21, Tennessee. Uh, they beat number 25, Kansas State. But Texas did too, you know. And so when I'm looking at Oklahoma, you know, they're, where they are reflects where Texas is. Because Texas is behind Oregon and Ohio State. And I don't understand why. Because Oregon nor Ohio State went into Tuscaloosa and beat number eight Alabama. I So this is my thing. Because I looked at this because, like I said, the ratings dropped. We pulled on. We started doing our pre-meeting. I made this face. And you were like, you're looking at Ohio State? I look at it like this. Big 12 championship. Mm -hmm. It's Texas and who? Oklahoma State. Texas and Oklahoma State. So, Ohio State, not in the Big 10 championship. Correct. So, when they lost to Michigan, that was essentially their Big 10 championship. That's your playoff. That's your playoff game. Don't tell me every week matters. Ohio State should have gone eight, Texas six, Alabama seven. Because Ohio State, there's nothing. You can't get another shot. You can't get back in to the playoff. You can't get back in the four because if you well, think about can, the math. They can if there's a bunch can, of no, chaos. But no, but that's the thing. If we, if we just go back just, just basic little bit here. Georgia plays Alabama in the SEC. Okay. Georgia loses. Mm -hmm. Does Michigan jump Georgia? Probably well, they not. Have to. I mean, they no, no, excuse me. No, 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 Ohio State, Ohio State, sorry, Ohio State. So Georgia loses. Does Ohio State at eight, even at six, do they jump Georgia? Well, here, here's the interesting conversation, right? 
And I hate saying this. So they're I'm not playing in there. They're not. A, you gotta keep in mind. You got it. So what you're if if you think right now because like I said they're at six, six, seven, eight. Anybody would argue that like I said I think they should be eight because I don't think they have a they don't control their own destiny to you, the playoffs. So they should, you know what they, I would I, tell in my you? opinion they should go to eight. You know what I would tell you? What's that? And I'm not I'm not saying that I agree with this. I'm just saying like. Like in college football, full lure as it is, we talked about this. Could Alabama get in over Texas, even though Texas beat Alabama head to head? And we yeah. came up with, hold on, we came up with, you know, who had the better loss? You know, so that's what we have here. Oregon, I mean, uh, Ohio State's loss to Michigan, in theory, would, would be, be better than a loss be, to Alabama. It would be because though. Alabama is. Essentially, you're the they've been a powerhouse school for well over a decade. With we're talking about this season, we're talking about this season, you know. And yes, I think their fans will travel the same. But if you if you think about, like I said, if you got Ohio State at six and and Alabama beats Georgia, are you gonna move Ohio State into the top four and Georgia out? That's, yeah. that's no that, that, this, potentially, this, potentially. My, argument, my argument is this my argument is like for why I thought I think Ohio State should be lower because then okay what if, what if Florida State loses because what if Florida State loses if Florida State loses then then you're 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 in the same boat if Florida State loses then you put Georgia at four Alabama okay but why but why Michigan Michigan why? because why I don't know. I don't. I honestly, okay, hold on, speaking, hold I don't really. I don't know why. Let me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. This, this would be more more likely. Not necessarily. Like, I, I don't really. I can't really break down a why. But like the most likely scenario is this: Georgia loses to Alabama. Oregon beats Washington. Friday night. Florida State loses to Missouri. To Louisville. To Louisville, yeah. So you would move Texas and Alabama. Uh-huh. So you'd have you would put Michigan one, Alabama two, Texas three, Georgia four. Wait, wait, wait. You could argue I, for I see Ohio what you're State. doing. I see what you're you doing. Could argue wait, for Ohio oh, wait, State. Oh, wait, no, no, no. The argument is Oregon because Oregon would be a conference champion. Oh my bad, a- I skipped Oregon. Yeah, Oregon you did. Yes, yeah, you my, did. Bad, my bad, my bad. Okay. My so bad. that's why Georgia my can't bad. get there. That's why Georgia can't. But that, get. but that's that's that further. Like I said, that further ramps up my argument for why Ohio State should be eight because I don't think there's a real path. No matter who wins or loses, the wins, the wins and the wins and losses would only get the other teams who competed in the championships into the four because I don't think Ohio State could jump anyone. What if? Texas and would have to lose. What if Texas and Alabama and Texas, Alabama, Florida State, and Washington all have to lose for Ohio State to get back in? Here's a question. And this is this is more like we're just having a conversation because this ain't a realistic scenario. What if Michigan loses? To Iowa. Iowa. They go to 12 and 1. And Michigan's the only one that loses. All right, let's go Michigan, Michigan, Florida State, Washington lose. Oh, then it's all bets are off. Like, 
that I think that's easy for the committee because Michigan, you said Michigan, Washington, Florida State lose. Could Washington lose and still get in? Like say they lose by three, the same way that Oregon lost by three. So you you got Mich you got Michigan losing to Iowa. No, no, I mean not for real. I'm just no, no, no. <laughs> hypothetically, no, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just so saying. Georgia's thirteen and zero, so you got Georgia winning out. Okay, yeah, Georgia yeah, yeah. wins. Yeah. Michigan loses to Iowa. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Washington loses to Oregon. Yeah. And Florida State loses to Louisville. Yeah. Okay, so that would put Oregon up to two. Mm-hmm. That would move so Texas wins. Yep. That's three. So yeah, and then Ohio State would be four. But why? Because because like because because that's why I said could I make the argument? Could I make an argument that Washington could be four? You know no. because they because they have a better resume. They have a better they, resume. They, they, they lost too late. Hey, TCU lost last year and they still got in. But there was no because Alabama had two losses. And Alabama with one loss. Lost. And USC had lost. Alabama, and, yeah. Other one of those teams with a one loss, they're in. Yeah, TCU. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So what you what you would want for your two five scenario to chaotic. Like I this is this this is my chaotic scenario that I want. Just because I want okay. the, every year I want the committee to show their true colors. I just want my playoff. I just want the playoff that I predicted before the season to be right. So <laughs> I got Georgia losing to Alabama. So that puts them both at 12 and one. Yep. Al- Michigan beats Iowa. Okay. They go to one. Georgia goes to four. Washington beats Oregon. I just don't know why you keep putting Georgia there. That's where I'm feeling here. Because they deserve the right to defend their two-time national championship. I would agree with you if Stetson Bennett, Jalen Carter, Ringo, and the crew was all coming. If they were all here this year, I would agree with you. But Yeah, but they're they're still 12. and So in theory, in our scenario, they still would be 12-1 and without that vaunted championship but also, team. But also, but also with a lesser resume than some other teams. But their resume isn't like they set it up that way. It's just that they didn't have the... the, the court. Like, if Tennessee the is not as good as they resume. used to be, you got Missouri at 10-2. and two. They ranked Missouri... I mean, they ranked Tennessee just so Georgia and Alabama could have that to fall back on. That's theoretically the truth, and we've had this conversation for 18 <laughs> months. I'm not going to argue with you with that. But it's a matter of, if you look at their SEC schedule, they played it. They played their whole entire SEC schedule. They didn't get game games waived. They didn't have a silly loss. They to just fair, didn't make the mistake. They would lose. Literally, they would lose to a team in Alabama because I saw something today that so, made me hold on, real quick, on the Texas-Alabama let, let me say this real quick before I forget. Okay. To be fair. I keep forgetting when we have this conversation, I keep forgetting that Ole Miss is like number 11. I keep forgetting that. They are 10 and 2. Yeah. So when I keep saying Georgia's resume, I'm just forgetting that they played Ole Miss because they don't normally play Ole Miss. But go ahead. They have they have an SEC 
resume. We can I can dislike the way they are ranked every year, and I can acknowledge that there is a bit of a bias to it because I think a lot of the SEC, I think a lot of the decisions that are made to make to put SEC teams in certain positions or how they hire certain coaches or how they get paid or their the esteem, I think is based off of reputation. I think it's based on just just the allure of the school. But with that being said, I don't want to also take away from the fact that they still are 12 and 0 and you lose Alabama you're 12 and 1. You're losing to a team that would also be 12 and 1. All right, so no, it's not like out. so it's like you're losing now you lose to a 12 and 1 team. It's not like you're losing to a surprise 12 and 1 Missouri team that just got hot this year. You're losing to a 12 and 1 Alabama team that's been a perennial 10 to now, 11 win now, team. Now check every it out. Year. Now check it out. So Michigan wins. So Michigan beats Iowa. Michigan's they're in the final four. Yeah. All right. No matter who wins the Pac-12. Well, 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 actually, let me just. All right. Let me. Yeah, I'll work through this. So, yeah. so, so Michigan right. wins. As you're talking, I'm a right. So I can. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so Michigan, Michigan wins. Michigan wins. Washington wins. So that Michigan would be 13 and 0. Okay, I'm just yep. doing all that. So we go. Washington yep. wins. Yep. And by the way, congrats to Washington. First 12 and 0 Pac-12 team since 2010. Uh, that was the Ducks, uh, but uh, Florida State. Yeah, they're wins. thirteen and zero. Florida State wins. They're thirteen and zero. Georgia loses to Bama. Can't Georgia get in. Georgia loses to Bama. Can't get in. So now we're going to have our. If Texas wins, then we're go, we're going to have be back to the Bama Texas argument. Now, with that being and said, then Texas beats Oklahoma State in there. Yeah. Right. Now, now, let's go the other way now. So Michigan wins because I just can't. I don't know. I just can't say Michigan loses to Iowa. If they do, I'll apologize. But I just can't. That means they scored nine points. Yeah. That means they lost 10-9. Yeah. All right. You can run your way. You can run your way to to, to 21 points if you're Michigan. Right. So so Oregon wins. So you got Michigan winning in this new scenario, right? Yeah. Then you got Oregon. Oregon and that puts Oregon. They win. They're mm-hmm. at twelve and one. Florida State loses. So, so they're not a factor in my mm-hmm. scenario. No, they be okay. So they'd be. Or they'd be twelve and one, but but no, they're done. They, they don't got their quarterback. They'd be done. They'd be done. Yeah. Uh, you got uh, Texas wins. Texas is twelve and one. And then Alabama beat Georgia. So which conference champion are you leaving out to put Georgia in? So Alabama beats Georgia. Yeah. Alabama wins. They're 12 and 1. Yeah. Georgia win. Georgia loses. They're 12 and 1. They're 12 and 1. Ohio State's uh, on because they're just 11 and 1, so I'm not considering Ohio, them Ohio State's out at 11, you know, they're out you know, so which, one. so which conference champ are you taking out to put Georgia in? Can't take any out. That's what I'm saying. You like I mean? you can't out, not out loud. You can't verbalize it out loud. So what you're gonna get is Michigan one. Alabama, okay, you got Michigan in this second scenario that you have. Right, Michigan's right, right. one. Alabama's I, probably two. I give you Alabama two, even though 
but they would give they would make Texas three just to get the rematch. And then well, they might Oregon would be Texas, number four. They might make Texas four to avoid the rematch because normally college football doesn't like rematches. But, but it, what they but would it, get is like they would get they they'd be able to answer the question of the Texas versus Alabama. Is the same team just and make know, them play stuff. again. Yeah. Make them play yeah. again so we can so if we if they play again and Bama's two, Texas three, and then Texas beats Bama. The committee can be like, you know what, we got it wrong, but they got it right on the field. <laughs> but then if Alabama beats Texas, they can say, we had it right all along. We knew which team was better. So right. it's a win-win situation. Right. Oh, uh, yeah, but Georgia would be out. People will lobby for it, but the timing of the loss would impact because that's how it's worked every year in college football. Yeah, that's you what I lose. just, I just can't it, see. I just can't see a path for Georgia to get there. You know what I mean? Unless in that only, scenario, Washington. Way, now, what, what, what Georgia needs, if, if Georgia were to lose to Bama, right, they would need Texas to lose. Who? What? What? what the clock was it? Was a? Uh, I mean, we forgot the schedule. Like who plays when? Let me see. I'll get the championship. Yeah, so, game. so Washington and Oregon is uh, Friday night. Okay, so you have the schedule. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we so, got Washington, Friday, Oregon. Right? Is Friday. Yep. I had it, but now my phone acted down. Here we go. Right. So then let's see. Scores. It keeps pulling up the news for some reason. So so then you know, so we know that the rest of the games on Saturday, it just depends on what order are they in. Yeah, what time? Yeah. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got some news here. Okay. Oregon State promotes defensive coordinator Trent Bray. To be their head coach. Smart. Keep it so in the they, building. He yeah, probably talks to some recruits. You know what I'm saying? So there you go. We got breaking news right there. You know, uh, here we go. Pretty so, here first on Sports so Oregon, Reports is ordered. So Oregon and Washington, 8 o'clock Friday night. And this, is, and this is Eastern time, of course. Uh, Saturday, Texas and Oklahoma State at high noon. Texas, Oklahoma State. Noon. You got Georgia and Bama at four. Saturday. And then you got Michigan, Iowa, and Florida State, Louisville at eight o'clock. Eight p.m. So we could sweat a little bit. <laughs> Florida State, Louisville. Yep. Saturday, 8 p.m. All right. All right. So in this scenario, <laughs> it's that's that's it because spots are still up for grabs mm-hmm. at 8 p.m. No matter Washington loses to Oregon, <clears throat> they need Oklahoma State to beat Texas. Yo, this Washington Oregon spread is blowing my mind. Three and a half points. Six and a half. Oregon. Five and a half. Eight and a half. Double digits. Nine and a half. To who? For Oregon. Oregon's laying nine and a half. Man, I'm about to take that bet. <laughs> check my vent. Check my Venmo account. All right. What you think? What you think the Georgia Bama line is? 
four and a half. Six. Bama. Georgia. Uh, Michigan and Iowa. Oh, shit. Twelve and a half, Michigan. <laughs> Twenty-three and a half. Jesus Christ. With 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 the over under at 35 and a half. So they got them at 23 and a half. So they got them beating them. With, you said <laughs> over under is what? 35 and a half. You gotta beat them 31 to 3. <laughs> oh, and shout 31 out to, to 6. And shout out to Nebraska and Iowa last week for covering the 25 and a half. Hold on. The the <laughs> over under is what? 35 and a half. And the spread for Michigan is 23 and a half. So 35 and a half over under. <laughs> and then a 20 30 to 6 to go over, I guess. <laughs> they Okay, that yeah, I was trying to figure out the math. So they got yeah, 30 like 30 to 6, 30, you know, 31 yeah. to 3. And, and, just for, and just for you fellow sickos out there like me, Friday night, New Mexico State in Liberty. You know, this is where Mr. Logical says, Virginia. You know, yeah, what up? We in the building. Mountain time. Liberty's favorite by 10 over New Mexico State that just went into Jordan Hare and beat, and Auburn, beat Auburn by three touchdowns. Uh, and Auburn got, just lost. To Alabama yeah. by on a hill, Mary essentially at the then, end of the game. Then we got Miami, or we got Toledo, favored by seven and a half over Miami of Ohio. We got Boise State nine and fight. a half though. The nine yeah. and a half Oregon Washington. I know that blows my mind, especially yeah, that's, since that's... Washington won the first matchup. But um, Boise State, who fired their coach two weeks ago, is a two and a half. Was a two-point favorite over UNLV for the Mountain West Championship. Willie Fritz in his Tulane Green Wave, favorite by four over SMU. Troy favorite by six and a half over Appalachian State. And then Mr. Logical comes back to the seat. What's the spread in Texas and Oklahoma State? Texas seven and a half. 14 and a half. And then finally, Florida State, Louisville. That just doesn't seem like a... uh... Like championship games for the spreads to be that far off. And it being that big of a... Like it just, I don't know. It just so, seems seems like <laughs> it's a setup. What's the? I'm, uh, Florida, I'm gonna take a nice little parlay. I'm gonna look into it. What's the Florida State Louisville spread? Uh, fourteen and a half. Two and a half. Florida State. Oh, quarterback. Yep, yep. You know what I mean. But yeah, so like as far as Texas goes. You know, I don't know. Oklahoma State lost to South Alabama, you know, just like I told everybody in my preseason special. Don't worry. You'll get your chance to clown me because I'm going to do a where did I get it right? Where did I get it wrong? Get it wrong. You know, yep. you know, but I will say I got the SEC title game right. I, that was probably the easiest one. I think that's the easiest one. <laughs> I got uh, I got so I got I, if I remember correctly, I got a team correct 
in each championship game. Like I, I at least got one of them correct in each championship game. It was just the second team that I messed up on. But um, but you know, yeah, like so real quick, you know, what's the word? You know, Ryan Day then lost three in a row to Michigan. Can't fire him for that. You know his overall record? Have you heard his record? Ryan Day's overall record. How many seasons he's coached? He's 63 games. He's coached 63 games. 58 and 5. 56 and 7. And three of those losses are to Michigan. Yeah, you can't you can't fire him. <laughs> he hasn't lost to Penn State yet. Potentially <laughs> Michigan will fall apart. Whatever these allegations are, not necessarily fall apart, but they'll fall behind the eight ball because they won't have Harbaugh as their charismatic recruiter. Well, you know their fans are, you know, well, actually, let me get my line out. I've been working on this, so bear with me. You know what I'm saying? Ryan Day went and got counseled by the assistant principal. That's what he did. For snitching? No, he lost to the backup coach, to Sharon Moore. So, so, so that's where the Ohio State fans got to be mad is that Harbaugh wasn't even on the sidelines and you couldn't win. Listen, Harbaugh was in the meetings. <laughs> he did not get he like he's a the Michigan man. He played for both Schembechler, well, for God's well, sakes. The well, man's well, not going to let Ohio State get any kind of well, edge. He didn't sit there quietly all week long. Well, well, you know he was, was in funny? text messages. He was on the Zoom calls. They were at his house. They were at Top Golf. Wherever they need to have a meeting to talk about this game, there's no way on God's green earth that Jim Harbaugh was not a full-on participant in this game plan for Ohio State. This, you know what's funny? What's no funny way in hell. Is, what's funny is I was watching that game and I was thinking about one of our conversations because Ryan Day, for some reason, in that game the other day, turned into James Franklin. Like he Sometimes would not go don't have it, man. He would not go for it on a fourth down, fourth and one from like the 44. He's he's not going for it. You know, like I just which surprises me because this Michigan Ohio State thing, it's like fourth and one anywhere near near midfield. I'm going for it. Just don't go, just don't go like it's just you don't need to bring everybody in tight. Everybody in the building knows a yard is three feet. You don't have to bring extra offensive linemen, especially when you're in the middle of the field, because if you had the goal line, I get it. Just use your power. It's nothing they could do. Everyone's packed at the line anyway. Might as well. But I'm like, if you have an opportunity, if you can run an inside zone handoff with one of your 220-pound running backs who's six feet tall already, and you get him running downhill to the line of scrimmage, and he makes contact with even a defensive lineman. If a, if the offensive lineman is still blocking this guy, he's he can't hold off the offensive lineman and the running back coming downhill and stop him from getting the yard. Like it's it's yeah. it's a rare thing. Someone gets through, then it is what it is. But if you block it well up front, but the best way to do that is to spread it out to where the safeties, linebackers, corners. They all can't be there helping. Right. And it's basically my five offensive linemen and my 220-pound running back coming downhill, RPO style, but I know I'm I'm giving it to the running back all the way. But the RPO holds a defensive end. 
So now I got four. My I got my guard, center, guard, tackle on the right side, blocking three of their guys because the, the left defensive, the right defensive end has to watch the quarterback. So all I need is a split second of you to hesitate so my fucking running back can just run downhill and I get the first down. You're going to get it every time. And speaking of James Franklin, he just signed an extension that will keep him in Happy Valley at least through 2031. And it'll keep all those restaurants and bars full all yeah. week long for tailgates all day Saturday and the community economy will still thrive. Yep. But then, uh, you know, but like you remember Dave Chappelle, you know, like I wonder what Ja Rule thinks about this. Well, I had that moment, you know, like Saturday I was just sitting around and I said, I wonder what Maurice Claret thinks about all this. And then I went on Twitter and Maurice Claret was like, yo, I love you, Ryan Day, but you got to go, dog. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and this, this is just one of these things. Like I remember growing up in the 90s. You know, John Cooper, head coach of Ohio State, he went 2-10-1 against Michigan. And, like, every year it felt like Ohio State was 10-1 and or, or you know, or, or back then they played 11 games. So they were, like, 9-1 or 10-0 going into that game. And then Michigan with Tim Bianca Batuka ran for 300 yards one time. You know, so these, these coaches – in this series, they get all of the scrutiny. And I saw Jim Harbaugh come out today. Yeah, if he lost about, 10 years in a row or 10 years out of 12, okay, but three years when when Michigan's team is going to be different next year. Well, you got to remember, since 2000, before that started, since 2000, Michigan had only beat Ohio State like twice. So like, it's the changing of the guard right now, and they yeah. don't. Like and they it. were fi- and Michigan was firing their coaches because they were just inadequate. Holgerson, Brady Hulk, who else? They fired uh, Carr. Uh huh. Because those guys were just losing to everybody every year. It wasn't like they they were going like eight and four, seven and yeah. five, five and seven, losing so to Appalachian whole, State. <laughs> it was a complete collapse. Ryan Day, what he's doing. I don't want to give him the James Franklin treatment because what, as far as James Franklin, it might be a situation where it's a recognition that, yeah, it's like if you are an athlete, it's like, yeah, I want to be a Division One swimmer, but all I'm getting are Division Two times. And you could be a great Division Two swimmer. You can get your college experience and everything about it. But Franklin might be in a position where he is not going to have the team that can beat Ohio State and Michigan consistently. Maybe you get a fluky year. Maybe you get one of those years where you just get a guy and he just you got a hot hand. But you have to recognize, like, yo, my history dictates that I don't have, I haven't built a team that can consistently compete against Ohio State, and Michigan. I got to win these other nine games. And I got another playing update for you. The Rockets did not get in. They lost to the Mavericks just now. So, you know, they're going to have to wait for some help to see if they can advance. Um, you got Golden State 72, Sacramento 51, you know, at Sacramento with 48 seconds left in the half. But, Mr. Logical, did you hear that my dreams came true? James Madison and Jacksonville State are going bowling. I saw that. All that, all that. Michigan and everything else just for them to get in. If they didn't have to do with that, they probably would have won the App, App State game. 
Well, what's crazy is I don't understand now that they're bowl eligible. I don't understand why the Sun Belt won't let them play for the title because Appalachian State is only in because James Madison was ineligible. But now that they're going to a bowl, why can't they play for the conference championship? They probably it's probably a stipulation that they signed on yeah, to. Like, yeah, we'll let you play. we'll let you fill in. We'll let you be, you know, you could be a groomsman, but you can't be the best man kind of situation. Yeah, not enough teams could win six games. You know, you got teams out there like the Gators or all four teams that Colorado beat that didn't make a bowl. And oh, then my goodness. Colorado didn't beat anybody. Colorado didn't get a bowl, you know. Uh, but and it's 92 bowl games. So, it's like, that's a lot of teams you got to fill. Granted, 92 and being facetious. It's a lot of the, it's a lot of bowl games, though. Well, there is. So, so if they choose to accept it, Minnesota – will be a five and seven team going to a bowl game because of their high APR scores, but they have to accept the bowl bid. So we'll see Dude, what happens. There. You're you're a coach. Do you want that? Do you want to I go want just for the sake of going? No, I want it to get the extra practices and you know to like so so this is the problem, right? You got the transfer portal. Transfer portal opens next week on Monday. Right. So we already got names. Like, people are already announcing that they're going to the portal. Like, you know, that's a thing. And we got to see if uh, Mike Elko is going to bring Riley Leonard to Texas A&M with him. You know, but anyway, portal opens up, right? So in a normal cycle where there is no transfer portal, I would want the extra time and practice because theoretically, depending on the nature of my roster, I got a new quarterback that's going to probably be playing next year or something along those lines. So if I can get some reps. When was their last game? Because I give you an example. Of their last my, game was Saturday. My personal life, my personal life as, a, as a, a sports parent. Yeah, their last game was Saturday against I remember Purdue, Wisconsin. Probably. They lost to Wisconsin on Saturday. A few years back, four or five years ago, we had a tumultuous season, youth football. Granted, this is youth football. Right, right. We had a tough season, and we played a game on Sunday. That was our playoff game, and our kids lost. And it was multiple parents because, like I said, our sports programs are pipeline programs. Kids go from football to basketball or wrestling, and then in the spring, a lot of them play lacrosse. That was like Mm -hmm. a lot of our young football kids that was there athletic trajectory for the season so as soon as the game ended normally you know a couple years in a row we had gone to championship games and it was like it was we won one champ they they won one championship they lost the next year and then this third year just was like complete discombobulation throughout the most of the season so at the end of the games when they were walking off the field i looked at my son's mom she looked at me she was like all right let's get ready for wrestling it wasn't like this all oh, like this real somber, like real connection to football because it was such a bad year. They had a good win loss record. I think they went like six and two, but it was like a it was a it was like pulling teeth. You know, it just it just was like, you know what? This year needs to end. And mm-hmm. we're glad it ended the first round of the playoffs. We left the football field. Obviously, my son and his teammates are sad and he's in the car and he's upset because he's lost. And we drove straight to like Dick's and Model Sporting Goods. I got him new wrestling shoes, new headgear, and a new gym bag, and got him ready for wrestling because it's like that transition happened quickly. 
So if you're going to try to get a five and seven group of kids and it's like Dion need offensive linemen, he need tackles. I'm going to just go down to Colorado and it's like, oh, no, we, we got this bowl game. We're going to play in the uh, the Bath and Body Works Candle Bowl. Right. Well, you know, you it's know, on a Wednesday. It's on a Wednesday in Ohio. It's like, nah, man, I'm good. I'm, well, it, well, I'm like already I said, it's just, out. I think it just depends. Like, if, if you're at a, like a, a a big school, like a Blue Blood or like a perennial team that just had a bad year, like Notre Dame or like somewhere like that, you probably turn the bowl me. game down. Yeah, you turn yeah. the bowl game down. But at five and seven, at where Minnesota? Minnesota, I think you take it. I think you still turn it down. You know, I think I you still turn it down. I think, I think you, you still turn it down because. Those players are division, they're big 10 division one players, especially if the transporter opals opens before right, you right. can accept it. Then I think the conversation about going to another school is more enticing than playing another game. Unless you're a senior, maybe if that if this right. is it for you, like if this is like yo, this is my last game, and and you're one of like one of those teams where like the seniors. Like people really rallied around the seniors, then maybe. But I'm if having, it's, I'm having yeah, a tinnitus so, episode, as we get old, we have to get old. So yeah, well, so I say if you if you like I said if it's one of those teams where the sophomores love the juniors and they will go through a brick wall for the juniors and the seniors on the team, then maybe. But if it's one of those situations where it's like you had aspirations of being. Eight and four, nine and three, and then you just had terrible games. You know, the coach that had poor relationship with some of the stars, he benched some guys. You just had a rough year. I don't know if you ramp it back up. You know what's crazy? To potentially, to potentially go five and eight. You know what's crazy though? Is they're five and seven, right? But they beat Iowa. And if you take that loss away. We're talking about Iowa as a playoff team. <laughs> Potentially. And that's and that's like the same thing with Auburn. Auburn would have been seven and five, would have went over Alabama. Alabama yep. center two. We we I'm not writing out three different scenarios on the sheet of paper on a Tuesday night if Auburn doesn't spy the quarterback on fourth and thirty one. <laughs> or fourth and goal from the thirty one. Not even fourth and thirty one. You got to get in the end zone. <laughs> like you got to get into this 10 yard rectangle and we got six dudes in there. And he, like I said, you were watching it and like, you know, we always that was all time mic. throw. Like I was watching, was I, was I on my stream? Why was I behind you? Um, I don't know. I think my TV, my, I was watching it on TV. I was watching on Paramount, but, uh, I have a Vizio TV. I wouldn't suggest it to anyone. Sometimes it gets a little flaky and it just was like stalling. So I was getting like a three or four second stall, like where Paramount was stopping. I got to restart it. So when you said, wow, I was like, don't say anything. I want to see what happens for myself. Yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, like I said, it, the you know, the ball bounces one way, this way. They run with Marshawn Lynch. Russell Wilson has two Super Bowls. He's probably the MVP. Tom Brady goes to another team. If Atlanta runs the ball up the middle and kicks a field goal and goes up 
11 versus being up eight. I mean, the whole, it could change the entire dynamic. It's just that sometimes it does happen to where the thing that you want to work out for you just doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. You got to adjust five and seven. It didn't work out for you. I'm not even trying to get people back together to potentially go five and eight. <laughs> and uh, for those of you wondering, uh, yes, the Celtics did clinch their group by beating the Bulls by 27 points. The, the same Bulls, Bulls up, the Bulls that went 0-4 during group play. I said what I said. But anyway, yeah, like, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, I just think that, like, P.J. Fleck, the type of coach that he is, you know, he's got that Shiano in him, that grinder, all the work is never done, brick by brick, chopping wood, all that stuff. You know, um, I just see him, you know, at least considering it just from that standpoint, getting, like I said, getting some reps in, getting some practice time in, you know, all that good stuff. But I'm hoping for the Alamo Bowl of Arizona versus Oklahoma. We'll find out on Sunday when we find out who is going to the playoffs. We'll find out who I'm going to see down in the Alamo Dome. I'm excited. You know, saying I don't know if Mr. Logical is going to go to the pinstripe bowl because it might be like three degrees and snowing out there. And the Bronx? <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, like, it's an easy ride, like, to take the train up, take the D train up to the Bronx. But, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be cold this weekend. I'm going to be in the city uh, for most of this week. Uh, and it's going to be cold then. And this that New York cold, it hits a little different. It do, it do. That, that Manhattan, that island cold. <laughs> it's like somebody was talking about going to Korea because these guys are going to Korea. I was like, Korea is a lot like Jersey as far as like the temperature. But when that wind whips across, it's a different kind of cold up here. If it's not windy, you can just deal with it. A beanie, a scarf. That wind in your skin up. It's like You take the wind out of it, I could be outside all day. Meanwhile, I got this woman downstairs complaining about 55 degrees. And I was like, <laughs> get her, get her a one way ticket to to Laguardia. And tell her to hang out there for a little bit because Laguardia is like Logan. It's like it's out on the water. Like, yeah, you get yeah. off the plane and it's like, I actually Whoa. have been to Laguardia. Like, I don't think I ever told you that. I was so scared out of my life. Like, um, I was so, I was, I was at home minding my business. My squadron calls me and they said, "Yo, pack your bags. You know, you're probably leaving." In 48 hours or whatever, you know, and I'm just like, what? Those are such dope phone calls. You know, yeah, because you know, the girl that was already over there, you know, she got knocked up and everything, had to come back home, you know, big trouble, you know. So so I'm sitting up here packing up my stuff, right? Everything's, you know, and I get my itinerary and it says I'm going to LaGuardia. I look down at the date. Now, granted, this is 2005, but I look down at the date. And it says September 11th. Yeah. And I said, you are not flying me to New York on 9-11. I flew in the we flew, we flew, I flew out of Germany on 9-11 one year. Oh, I was 9-11-03. I was so nervous. So then I get there, I get to Doha, you know, and um, um, there's these three army guys in uniform. I'm not in uniform. There's these three army guys coming up to me because they see me. They're like, oh, he must be American. Hey, like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, if y'all don't get the fuck 
fuck away from me. You know, like, <laughs> and, and then this dude so, rolled this dude rolled up on me, right? And uh he told me that he was gonna protect me because I looked like his cousin. And I said, I said, where are you from? Now, I'm expecting this dude to say something like Morocco, you know, just something. This man says Sri Lanka. I do not look like your Sri Lankan cousin. I can Yo. tell you that for a fact. Even though 23andMe says that I got a little bit of uh, tie in me, that ain't the point. You know, I got the uh, same thing. You say know, the same thing for me. So, 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 here. so, so 20% so Jamaican now. What up? So I, get there, so I get there and it's 9 11. So uh, the base is on lockdown. So I'm just stuck in the Doha airport. You know, so I don't know how to dial no phone numbers, you know, like all this kind of stuff going yeah. on. So they my don't cousin, need that briefing. Yeah, my cousin hooked me up though. My cousin, you know, was was teaching me how to use the phones and stuff. And uh, so I call these people, you know, I call my, my people up at the base. They're like, they had to wake up the wing commander. It's like midnight. They had to wake him up to get permission to come get me. And then I'm like, oh, by the way, I got these three army dudes with me too. So he comes down there and he's like telling me like, yo, I can't take them. Like, like I can't bring them on base. Like, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And I, and I, I just looked at him and I said, sir, I think, what was that? I was a senior airman at the time. This is a master sergeant. I said, sir, so you want to be answering those questions why three American soldiers just got murdered in the Doha airport because you didn't want to pick them up? I said, sometimes you just got to ask questions later. Yeah, forgiveness versus permission. Yeah, so he so he brought them on base and everything. We ended up getting there. But I'm telling you. You came like, in a pickup I, truck? Yeah. Yeah, oh, uh, had the same thing. It was like, I'm like, it was like I got all these bags. I'm like, yeah, hey, we got this pickup truck. I'm like, it was like that grayish purple with the red and orange, like all over it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, why? Like, and they couldn't even. There was so much stuff. He came in a pickup truck. He could only take three of us from Doha, because I was going to Iraq. So we flew from Hill, so Salt Lake, Denver, Denver. Frankfurt, Frankfurt, Riyadh, Riyadh, Doha. Caught the truck from Doha to Al Ud and a C seventeen from Al Ud to Balad. We get to Balad. The chief was like, "You guys ready to work?" I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Well, if you guys are on day shift, your shift is just started." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm ready to work. I'm being here to sleep." <laughs> so either I can be asleep in my room or I can be asleep here at work, but I'm not touching a single. I'm not firing up electronics when I've been flying for 36 hours. Right. It's like, do you ask questions? She thought for some reason she thought we flew from Qatar. I'm like, even if I flew from Qatar, I'm like, I'm still in transit. Like when you fl- when you report, you report like eight hours early. We were in the terminal all night long. I'm like, you did this. You did this to get Yo. here. Were you ready to work the day you landed? Like, I mean, dead ass. We landed at like 11 o'clock. No, like 10 o'clock. You, they were like, yo, you guys aren't supposed to be here. You're supposed to be in Afghanistan. I'm like, you have a, I wouldn't uh, accidentally end up in Iraq. Like, I have orders that say Iraq. Like, well, this code says Afghanistan. I'm like, well, I'm standing in Iraq with you. So, obviously, where am I supposed <laughs> to be? I was you know, I was a young staff. I was a wild staff sergeant. So, I was loud. So, so I'm like, being, what the hell? So, being that this is a sports podcast, <laughs> do, you, do you have, like, a, a travel deployment 
sports thing that happened? Like something major that happened while you were traveling? The only thing I have sports related on deployment and it wasn't even cool. No, I got two things. They love to send cheerleaders, NFL yes. cheerleaders to the desert. Yes. I've been on, let me say I went to I've seen the, the, the Commanders, the Dolphins, the Patriots, <laughs> the, the Eagles. The Dolphins. Oh, <laughs> Qatar, 2003. <laughs> yep. And Qatar, and LUD, yeah. yeah. I didn't leave my tent. They were like, yo, the Dolphins cheerleaders are here. I was like, yo, uh, the season's still going on. So these are like the B-team cheerleaders. I'm not leaving my tent for that because it was like January. I was like, I'm not leaving my tent for this because I had to go to work at night. So it was like they were all like going to be at the at the the wagon wheel. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, 03. So the Dolphins. So I was in Aldafra 2019, the Rams Patriots Super Bowl. Yeah, and the Texans cheerleaders were there, and one dude was really uh, one guy that was sitting next to me. He was putting in work, and it was like they were making a real connection. She did. They're supposed to mingle. She did not mingle at all. They no, were just locked in, and I was like, okay, so you really building? So I, I no, found out. Commander, no, those commanders. They don't get paid. Those cheerleaders get paid, get paid nothing. nothing. Yeah, dirt like thirty thousand dollars, and they can't have a relationship with the players. No, those uh commander cheerleaders I saw was getting commanded. You know what I mean? Um, but uh anyway, but yeah, so my thing was I remember being asleep on the floor in the PAX terminal at Dover Air Force Base, and I hear everybody scream at the same time. I wake up and it was Rondé Barber picking off McNabb in the NFC championship game. You know, I like I was asleep, you know what I mean? And they woke me up by the time I woke up, he was already at like the five yard line. You know, I missed that's the, on your that's on your way to I was on the way, no, but okay. unfortunately, I didn't want to go there. But my last deployment was 28 3. Um, like at halftime, at halftime, everybody was like leaving, like, and I was like, don't leave, don't leave, and, and they're like. Man, it's like five in the morning. Like, I got to go to work in the morning. And I was like, yo, do not count out Tom Brady. Little did I know. Somebody said that same thing at the party I was at. It was like, little did I know. Party. I was like, whatever, man. Little did I know. I was walking around them tents, banging on everybody's door. Like, y'all motherfuckers missed history. Like, <laughs> I would have gone to sleep too. I, can't, I remember the, like I said, it was Patriots Rams. It just was boring. Like once it wasn't boring. It just wasn't. Three. It was thirteen to three. It wasn't much, but the cheerleaders tried to lead a halftime trivia contest with no microphone. So I had to get up and lead the trivia contest. So when I left my that that deployment, my the pro super he was like, "Yo, make sure you put that down as a bullet that you let a wing." Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah. Bet I was yeah, it ended up on my EPR. Well, all actually, it all it was is like I just, just they just couldn't hear. Like I just I got up and I read off the questions. They had like 10 trivia questions, and now I led the I, trivia thing after that. Now that I think about it, our uh our Korea deployment was the Ravens 49ers Super Bowl. Yeah, we played a um the Kaepernick uh the, the Kaepernick yeah, game, the power team, outage. Yeah, yeah. We did ten dollars Super Bowl squares, so that was fun. I didn't win a single 
quarter. <laughs> uh, but we made a drinking game out of it to where you pick the team you're rooting for. And then if something happened, like if your team gave up a passing touchdown, you had to take a shot. If your team gave up a special team touchdown, you had to take a shot. But then it was like joint shots, whereas like if a special team touchdown was scored, you had to take a shot. If a touchdown over like 70 yards, it's like just random stuff like that. So when Jacoby Jones turned the touchdown, it was if you were a San Francisco fan, you had to take a shot because your team gave up a touchdown. You had to take up a shot because your team gave up a special team touchdown. Mm-hmm. Everybody had to take a shot because it was a special team touchdown. And it was over like 75 yards. So on that one play, I think collectively everybody in the room took like five shots. At, at but then the point, Koreans came and packed up the dude's TV because he has a TMO appointment. So we <laughs> TV. So we yeah. watched the game for the first three quarters on 55-inch TV. The Koreans, know they packed quick. So when he came in the room, we were like, yo, pack everything else, save the TV for last. Man, they packed his room in like 12 minutes. Man, and like, we're ready for the TV. I remember by the time that game was over, I was over in CE drinking out the dog bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Where did we end up? We were in, we were in the, what dorms were we in? We were in the we Airman dorms. I was in the condemned dorms with the mold everywhere. That's where I was. And that's that's not where I <laughs> yeah, that's where we lived. That's not where I watched it. Uh <laughs> so we left there. I think I went to the cat to give me a pig pie. And then <laughs> went to sleep. Pig pie. Listen, pig pie is it was it was pizza, but it had ham, bacon, sausage, bacon bits. It was just a nut. It was a bunch of pork on it, so they called it pick a pie. You go pick a pie, pick a pie. Yeah. yeah so we, yeah. No, so, you yeah, know, I was eating those uh, buffalo chicken pizzas. You did buffalo chicken. Yeah, I did the, the pig pie pizza. and the chicken teriyaki. That yeah. that was literally that was my and, my and bloody mary meal. And I had a bloody mary. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying I was all I was all gone that day. They said you're gonna make it to work tomorrow. I said I might have to switch my shift. Oh yeah, I went to work at like three o'clock that morning. It was mid shift. Like we're not coming in early. I used to make I used to make un I used to make ridiculous calls on our schedule to the point where it was like, yo, Rutley said it. So like, like yeah. yeah, we're not we're not coming in. They're like, why not? I'm like, we're not even, we'll turn the station on at three o'clock. But we'll, we'll be there at three. Uh, like, you wow. can't do that. I'm like, yes, I can. Like nothing's happening. No one's delivering parts in the Super Bowl. Like we're all doing this. Like we'll be at work at three o'clock. Oh yeah, I was, a oh, great I was a terrorist. If you were my, if you were my supervision, I was a terrorist to you because I'd be right and I'd argue it, and I wouldn't care how bad you got. I'm yeah. like, did it get done? They're like, yeah, but you can't do that. I'm like, why not? Explain to me what went wrong. Would you have done something different? No, but you got to run it by. So I'm like, if you want to done anything different, and I did it, why I got to run it by you? They're like, you know what, Sergeant Riley? <laughs> I was like, cool, like. Can I go now? Like y'all called me in for this. <laughs> they used to hate it, but I'm like, Mr. Logical, man. I used to kill him with that. They used you to have it. it. But well, ladies and gentlemen, time. I hope y'all enjoyed story time with the fellas. You know, yeah. saying uh we may we we be back Thursday. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be traveling Thursday. Okay, so, so I will be back on Thursday, yeah. probably previewing the conference championship games, you know, looking at some NFL stuff, you know, so. Uh, 2-5 Daily will be back as well tomorrow, so, you know, we'll get back into this. 
Mr. Logical will be back next week, you know, Absolutely. so safe travels and all that stuff. You know, hopefully your team doesn't get boiled this weekend, you know. Be like, right. You know, because all I know is I've made it to a point in my life Washington cannot hurt me anymore. Oh, the Falcons like, can't hurt me. Like, like, like I'm, I'm like, I got all this anthrax in my body. They can't hurt me. I've been desensitized since February 2017. <laughs> like, but y'all, this is it. <laughs> like, review, subscribe. It's Share all with your grandma. Free. You know what I'm saying? Don't make me go put that throwback on that'll make a glance. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Two five. He is Mr. Logical. We are Sports Reports as ordered. ordered. Peace.